0: Today on First Cup, we're going to talk about uh, somebody's birthday. What's his name? Anyway, we're talking about somebody's birthday. uh, And we're going to talk about my biggest pet peeve when it comes to the discussion of martial arts and firearms. Together. So stick around. We're doing it in 10 seconds. That was a long open. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Tuesday. It is October 5th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. I'm so excited. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Stacy. Coffee's good. Well, I hope you had a solid Monday. I hope you've checked out yesterday's episode of Martial Arts Radio with Jordan Kahn. What a fun guy. I started following him on social media. He's doing some cool stuff. And like many of the guests, but not all of them, if we lived closer, I think we'd be friends. I do. And this is one of the reasons I like free training days, because many of the guests come. The last time I looked at the schedule, there were only two presenters at free training day who have not been on. Martial arts radio. Only two. And we gotta fix it. We're definitely gonna fix it. But, good morning, Frank. I hope everybody is well. I do. What did I do yesterday? Bunch of client work. Had a call. Stacy's asking Laura and I, um, well, if we're, Laura is leading the session. So I was counting her. Uh, so I guess three, there, there will be plenty of people because, uh, one of the things we're encouraging people to do this year is present their sessions as a group. So we have multiple families that are presenting. We have schools that are presenting in groups, and one of the emails that I'm going to be sending out this week to the session leaders is uh, is my vision on that. You know, I, I not only are they going to need help, but I want people to make it a little more entertaining than just okay, do this, punch this way, grab this, kick that. Good right. morning, Daniel. One of the things I did, I've been wanting to do this for a little while. So here in Vermont, uh, there, it's really interesting. We have a pretty strong gun culture. A lot, of, a lot of hunters, a lot of gun stores. Oh, I think there are a lot of gun stores everywhere these days. And one of the gun stores in my area, I mean, it's 10 miles that way, opened a new facility that has a range. And I'd been a little nervous to go in there, probably the same way most people are nervous to go into a martial arts school. But I thought, you know what? Forget. It. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to go in and I'm just going to be completely honest that I know like nothing and I want to actually pay someone because they have, they call them coaches. They have firearms instruction. I want to pay somebody for an hour to make sure I'm safe and I'm able to, you know, I've got enough of a foundation that I can get better. I have a few handguns. Uh, the first one that I bought was for hiking because quite often I will go off in the woods by myself on trails that nobody else uses. And if a bear tries to eat me, you know, I'd like to have a shot at getting back. Yes, I also carry bear spray and knives. So so I went in and was greeted by two people at the door at big beautiful facility it looks like a barn it was built from the ground up but it looks like a barn inside and it's shiny and and just really aesthetically pleasing and and, uh, the guy who's in charge of the instruction gave me a tour and he's like come over here and he's like you know we 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 do these orientations takes an hour um when do you want to do it so i'll be there in a couple weeks to do it. So I'm kind of pumped. And strangely enough. Leaving that facility. Driving to the gym. Which wasn't very far. One of the podcasts that I like. Was. It's not a martial arts podcast. It is, it is a. I'm not even going to mention the podcast. I love the podcast. But that's, that's beside the point. Got into a conversation. Or was speaking about. Some of the things that the host feels. Needs to change in the country. And one of the things... He was rattling off things like... People need to be a little more self-sufficient. And one of the things he talked about was... Self-defense. And my ears perked up. Because we're talking about self-defense. I've actually been on this show a couple times. It's a very big show. It was not when I did. Daniel, we'll come back to that in a minute. Hold that thought. Um... So, he starts talking about self-defense and he says, no, I'm not just limiting it to firearms. And it got me thinking. So often when I look at anybody posting anything about self-defense, either on social media or... Well, usually it's on social media. Inevitably, there are multiple people who... See firearms as the be-all-in-all. All. I've seen other martial arts pages. What's your favorite martial arts technique? Glock 19. It's not a martial arts technique. We've we've had conversation as recently as within the last, I think, week about whether or not firearms can be approached from a martial arts perspective. Can you call martial or, uh, firearms training a martial art? But what, I, what bothers me about this, um, this attitude that firearms are the be all end all is that it assumes every altercation is violent and life-threatening. And they're not, most of them aren't. They're all, I would say that by the numbers, the majority of the time if you are involved in a self-defense situation and your solution is to even deploy a gun, let alone fire it, but just to bring it out in view, you are going to be seen in the wrong and you will have legal challenges. If you fire that gun in most cases, you are going to prison for sure. Because a firearm is good at doing one thing, killing people. That's all it's good for. So if the situation doesn't require killing people, it's not the right tool. I think we forget that as martial artists, we have a variety of tools. We have mitigation of power, right? Getting offline, blocking, you know, reduction of of the other person's force. And when I punch somebody or hit somebody, let's say I'm going to hit somebody, I can use an uh, open palm. I can use a closed fist. I can use an elbow. And I can use any gradation of force with that. If somebody's being a jerk, I can bop them on the forehead. If somebody's being a real jerk, I can, I don't know, open hand them in the throat. Those are very different things. Guns don't have that option. This isn't Star Trek. We can't set our turn our phasers down. And this is why I don't like, in a a broad sense of, of conversation, I don't like getting into gun discussions with most people. Because the people who actually understand guns and gun culture and know when to deploy a gun generally don't carry the guns. They don't talk, or at least you don't know they do. They don't talk about guns. They don't advertise to the world that they have guns. I admitted to you today that I have more than one firearm. That is probably the first time I've ever done that publicly. Probably won't do it again, but I needed to for the sake of conversation. And it's because it's to you all. So what's the point of bringing this up? Uh, One, I wanted to talk about it because it was bothering me Two. I hope that if you are one of these people, you will consider what I'm saying. A firearm is part of an overall self-defense strategy. You don't have to have one. I'm not telling everyone they have to have one. I think if you are truly concerned about violent crime, especially in your home Owning and knowing how to use a firearm is an appropriate option. I'm not going to say you're irresponsible if you don't have one, but it's an appropriate option. And I think if you hear someone when they find out that you're a martial artist, because this happens, oh, oh, you do karate? Yeah, I do Ruger Fu. Well. Let's talk about all the cases where that's a dumb thing, dumb a dumb strategy. Right? Try to have an intelligent conversation with someone because you can do that one-on-one. You can't do that over the internet. All right, got some questions, some comments in here. I appreciate it. Okay, uh, Daniel, let's come back to yours. <laughs> Jared says, "Sword is my favorite martial art." Yeah. Um, and follows up if it's not life threatening, serious, is it self defense, but rather property defense or ego defense? I can punch you in the face. It can hurt a lot. I can try to harm you without trying to, trying to kill you. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into the scenarios, but I think there are plenty that we could come up with where someone wants to harm you, but not kill you. Or you have a situation that starts out as smaller and deploying a firearm raises the stakes. Because what if the person that you're see there, there are people who will, will say, Oh, you know, I'll just show what I'm carrying. Okay, great. What if the other person's carrying something? What if the two friends behind them are carrying something? Right, now we've escalated. And that's the opposite of what we want. Slider says, there can be varying levels of self-defense or threat for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. And Daniel responds that the, the, um, the self-defense options are essentially you've got that same variability you can use the same kick to the thigh to give them a dead leg for a few minutes or to blow out their knee and screw them up for life absolutely so i want to answer daniel's question how is the training to use one a firearm not a requirement before you can buy one sounds cool though looking forward to hearing about it when you've been Um, it is just not part of the the legal structure Uh, it is not part of the culture Now, the the media in the U.S. would suggest to you that the majority of people buying guns don't know how to use guns. That's not true. Well, I mean, it certainly happens, and it's not a small percentage. Most people who buy guns grew up with guns, and they had some basic firearms instruction, and and I'm in that boat. You know, I learned how to shoot at camp. Um, I've had friends teach me to shoot. I'm not good, but... I'm confident enough that I'm not going to do something stupid. Mostly the reason that I, the the two reasons that I want a little bit of instruction at the range is I've never shot at a range. I've always shot outside. I've never had to worry about, you know, what, what are there rules that I'm not necessarily going to be aware of, or are there, you ever start training at another martial arts school and they're like, Oh, we do this, but they didn't tell you for six months. I've been there I want to know I want to know what they do I want to know what to do how to do I want to know the culture I want to make sure that I'm not doing something not only just unsafe which I'm pretty sure I'd be able to navigate that but what about disrespectful what about rude what about unfriendly I don't know Stacey says, I've only ever shot at a range. Daniel says, we only see the people on the news who are in a subway with a rocket launcher. A handgun for protection in the woods from actual bears sounds sensible, even from over here. And for those of you who don't know, Daniel's in the UK. Yeah. Um, because my, my guess is because if, if you were presented with reasonable use case scenarios, it would be harder to argue against Private citizens owning firearms. Over there. People ask me, Jeremy, why why do you you have a firearm? Well, um, because while it is incredibly unlikely, and and actually I get the same question about martial arts. What do you think is really going to happen to you? Well, it's the same reason I put on my seatbelt. It's the same reason I lock my doors. Because I don't know when something's going to happen. Even if it's statistically unlikely, it can still happen. And I would rather be prepared. Keep my seatbelt on. I lock my doors. I have martial arts skills. And when I think the situation warrants it, I carry a firearm. Because the time it would take for someone to come get me help is longer than the time I am comfortable getting... Punched in the face, stabbed, or eaten by a bear. If you are comfortable with that amount of time, you don't need to own a firearm. So it's fine. Daniel says, I'd like to point out my profile picture is a toy, an airsoft gun. I'm surprised you're able to own those. Ha! And Dennis says, those who fail to prepare are rather prepared to fail. There's a lot of firearms ownership in the martial arts community, and I think it's because of the mindset, the idea that we are trying to keep ourselves safe. And there are situations where martial arts, especially against multiple attackers, becomes a more difficult thing to do. It's not impossible. I would say it's never impossible. But as the odds against you, change, becomes a, I don't know, why is my hood up? It's not even that cold. I have to cut my hair. Can you tell? I have to cut my hair and trim my beard. Show you. It just becomes another tool in your toolbox, right along with punching and kicking and grappling and verbal de-escalation. There's the one we rarely hear talked about, and it drives me insane. Shared asks, "Inside the belt or outside the belt carry for you? Um, it is incredibly rare that I have a firearm on me and I'm not in the woods. And by incredibly rare, I mean I could, pro- if I thought back, I could probably count it on one hand. I can't even think of any examples. So when I carry a firearm, I'm in the woods and it's outside the belt because I'm hiking and all my gear is on my belt." Um, if I was carrying in public, what's the reason I don't carry in public very often is because if there's a place that I'm going where there's, where, because I don't, I don't feel the need to carry a firearm in the grocery store. It's just, it's not I'm, someone who does so is not wrong, but it's just not something I want to do. If I was to, let's say, carry in that situation, it would be concealed. Because the last thing I want is for someone to become intimidated and change their behavior. Either because they're, you know, some nice person or because they are um, someone considering a violent crime. To see me differently. Slider says, when they ask you why, just say if you told them why, you would be breaking the bylaws of the guild. Jared says asks, rather, gun ownership in martial arts equals more sense of personal responsibility, question mark. Um, I could see that. I could make an argument for that. Like I said, you know, here's the situation. If I called 911 right now and they didn't keep me on the phone for three minutes asking me questions which they probably would because someone was breaking into my house assuming that they sent someone immediately that somehow i could mentally communicate i need help and assuming that the closest vehicle closest officer was at either they might be able to convince the Montpelier Police Department to come, uh, or there's a state police barracks that's not far either. Under normal driving conditions, both are about 10 to 12 minutes. Let's say they, they, they drove crazy fast and they risked their own safety to push the boundaries. They could probably be here in four to five minutes. A lot can go wrong in five minutes. And I think a lot of people who own firearms in the martial arts community have realized that. And that's why. <laughs> Stacy's responding to my hair. Oh my God, you're like a Yeti with your hair growth. I know, it's so long. It's crazy. Daniel, if you have to take one to the supermarket, you should probably think about moving to a nicer place. And that's that's generally my attitude. That's why I don't usually carry it because I use that as a filter. If my instinct is, hey, I should bring a firearm here, that's a signal that I really need to figure out, is this a place I should go? So I don't get into trouble. And Jared says, Daniel, I'm a high school teacher and I taught at one of the best schools in the nicest areas and 70 people were shot there one afternoon, so it's not always about that. Often, but not always. It's a statistical thing, and and this is the part that I think people miss. Nowhere is perfectly safe. There is no place on Earth that is perfectly safe. There's always something. And as martial artists, we are trained, or at least should be trained to evaluate threats and make decisions. Jared teaches at one of the safest schools. But the risk was never zero. Because the more people you put together in a group, the more likely you're going to have one who is a psychopath. Somebody who's going to do something dumb. There's a reason all the dumb stuff happens in big groups. Because it's more statistically likely. Are there other factors that we could weigh in? Absolutely. But if the risk is zero, you're probably not doing the calculations right. There's always risk. There's risk in getting out of bed. There's risk in not getting out of bed. So how do you handle it? You have to make the decisions that make the most sense for you. I'll be honest, if I taught in a school and I had the opportunity to have a gun in my desk, with like a fingerprint lock or something, something where nobody could get to it, let alone deploy it, I would. But I'm not a teacher, so it doesn't matter. And Frank saying, "Let's just do the questions tomorrow." Well. We didn't end up with any questions because Facebook was down. What we what we do have, we've got some stuff from Frank. Um, I do want to mention. Because a birthday is a birthday. So, for any of you who know, uh, today is Rich Franklin, the MMA fighter. It's Rich, Frank, Rich, Rich, Rich Franklin's birthday today. Um and he's been in some movies. We got we got a few things we can talk about with him, which we'll kick to tomorrow. But we're going to need more. We're going to need more than that for tomorrow. So I, I, I want all of you to leave me some stuff. <laughs> Whistlekick broke the internet for seven hours. Dennis says, yes, absolutely. So just a reminder, leave your comments on the Facebook page here. I'm even going to post it right now. So you can go do it right away. Questions and comments for Wednesday right here. Boom. Now it's there. You've got a link. You can go there and do that. Okay. Remember, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash whistlekick or use the code firstcup15 to buy something at whistlekick.com. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. Uh, New stuff. Different stuff. I got two boxes I got to bring to the post office today. So much stuff. So much stuff. Recording a bunch of episodes today. If I remember correctly, Andrew's driving up. So we'll get some in-person episodes for you. (laughs) Oh, today is also Tommy's birthday. Happy birthday, Tommy. I'm bummed he wasn't on here, though. I would probably sleep in if I was him and it was my birthday. And Slider says, I thought we didn't talk about MMA on here. Um, We do and we don't. We are not an MMA show, but it's hard to ignore the fact that there is overlap. We just are, we are selective about the overlap. Okay. So I appreciate all of you. I hope you have a great day. I hope you will, I don't know, hope you leave me some stuff to talk about for tomorrow. There is a chance, I don't know if it's a good one, there is a chance that Andrew and I may live stream some of what we record today. So watch for that okay thank you everyone for joining and uh i'm gonna go get ready for a long day of recording take care peace